This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. begin I just really feel like I resonate this morning with with Margot's real sense of a burden to pray um, into into the situation in Ukraine I know that we all are feeling that when we just watch the news when when we're looking at the news at the moment but even just in worship it just feels like there is a stirring and a call uh, uh, to prayer Um, and and I just wanted to highlight as well that on this Thursday we have our um, prayer meeting our monthly prayer meeting that happens on the second Thursday of the month Um, so I will be sending out the zoom link for that but just to highlight we're really going to use that time this week to be praying into the into the situation in Ukraine as well so I'd love to invite you to to come and join us for that on Thursday night as well but yeah so today the plan is that we're going to continue looking at our series um, looking at the life of David so we're in 1st Samuel uh, and today we're looking at chapter 23 Um, so if you have a bible you could turn there and then the title of the message today is you've got a friend in me so Ali kind of uh, referenced the fact that um, it's a little bit of a Toy Story theme I'm sorry to disappoint you it is just the title you've got a friend in me Um, but that is the kind of theme that we're going to be looking at today Um, and so I wanted to start by asking you the question this morning how many friends do you have do you think you could count the number of friends that you have in your life now don't worry this is a rhetorical question I'm not going to ask anyone to say down the microphone how many friends they think they have or see if we can work out who the most popular person in the room is but really this is a question that I think just makes us think what is it that defines a friend in our life you know, what is the kind of uh, marker that we use to define what friendship is, what true friendship is in our life? Is it someone with which we have an acquaintance? Maybe someone that we have a shared part of our history with? Some kind of connection or shared interest? Or is it simply a connection on a social media platform? Is that enough to qualify what a friend is? You know, we live at a time, don't we, where we can literally be connected with thousands of people But does that truly qualify as true friendship? You know, the Bible actually has a lot to say about friendship. And as we continue our series looking at the life of David, we now come to this beautiful friendship between David and Jonathan. And so we have a short passage that we're looking at today, but we're just going to use this as a bit of a platform to ask the question, what is true friendship? What is true biblical friendship? So we're in 1 Samuel 23, and we'll start reading from verse 15. It should come up on the screen behind me as well. While David was at Horish in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horish and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. So just a short couple of verses there, and really just a bit of a snapshot of the incredible friendship that we see between David and Jonathan. And you can definitely read a little bit more around that in the book of 1 Samuel. But at first glance, this friendship appears to be an unlikely one. 
So Jonathan is son of King Saul. He's heir to the throne, and David has instead been anointed as the king that will replace Saul and ultimately take the throne from Jonathan. We really don't know very much about Jonathan at all, but I think from what we see and what we read about him, we can see that he is a God-fearing man. We see him laying down his life, his own rights to serve, support, love, and encourage David. In the Bible, we see their friendship as a covenant friendship, this deep kind of sense of lifelong commitment that they've made before God to one another. A beautiful, powerful thing, perhaps a concept that can be quite foreign in our culture today. You know, I think we're in a world and living at a time where we need friends, where we need to know what true friendship is. Not just kind of superficial friendship, not the kind of friendships that are about comparison or trying to outdo one another, not the kind of friendship that happens when it suits us or maybe when we agree with someone or see things the same way or where we fall out, where we disagree, but rather we need these kind of loving, committed, sacrificial would we even say supernatural friendships? Friendships that are built with God at the center. You know, if any of us can even count on one hand those kind of friendships, then I think that we're truly blessed. And as we start beginning to talk about this kind of friendship, the temptation can be, well, to think, well, I don't have those kind of friends. I don't know where to find that kind of friendship. But actually, I think as we begin to explore this, the invitation isn't how do I find this kind of friend, but how do I be this kind of friend to others around me? You know, who is it that God's asking me to get alongside to build this kind of friendship with? Or how can I strengthen some of my already existing friendships to go deeper in God? And so today I wanted to use this passage just to think briefly about five characteristics of biblical friendship that we see modeled in the life of David and Jonathan in their God-centered friendship. And so the first thing that we see is that it's a friendship of support. You know, in this passage, we see that David is continuing in a rough part of his life. He's continuing to be on the run from Saul, who's seeking to take his life. He's now got the pressure of leadership as he leads an army, as he continues his battle against his enemies, the Philistines. You know, how exhausted must David have been in this season, constantly fighting, constantly on the run? You know, how stressed must he have been having to continually look over his shoulder? And verse 16, and Saul's son Jonathan went to David. And so we see how Jonathan, son of the king, leaves the palace. He leaves the comfort of the palace to go to the wilderness and to meet David in his time of trial and in his time of great stress. And isn't it true for lots of us that so often when we're in those times of trial and stress, how God will send people to us, how God will send people, friends around us to comfort us and to encourage us in that moment. See, God's heart is for us to do life in community. His heart isn't for us to battle through things all alone. He's given us the gift of one another to help and support and to strengthen each other when life gets tough. And so Jonathan makes that choice to leave the comfortable and go and help his friend who is in need. He prioritizes serving his friend, going to the wilderness to encourage David. Secondly, it's a friendship of strength. And we see how this is a relationship that isn't just one of support, but also one that builds David up, that that brings strength to him. 
I'm sure for lots of us, we recognize in our lives, who are the friends, who are the people around us that build us up? You know, there's people that when we spend time with, we leave their presence feeling better, feeling stronger, feeling strengthened. But also there can be other people when we leave their presence, we feel a little bit more drained or exhausted. And, you know, that's okay because God calls us to serve those people too. But I think it's good just to realize who are the people in our lives that God has placed around us to be encouragers, to be people that build us up. But equally to think about, how do people feel when they leave our presence? You know, are we somebody who builds people up, who strengthens others as they come and spend time with us? In verse 16, it talks about how Jonathan helped him find strength in the Lord. And so this was clearly a friendship that was of great blessing to David. When I was a brand new Christian in my second year at university, I started going to a new church and I had been invited by a new group of friends to join in a prayer triplet. And it was the first time I'd ever been part of anything like that. And we would meet together very intentionally every kind of two to three weeks and just ask each other, how's life going? And we would make a point of every time we met together of praying, praying for one another and just really encouraging each other whatever we were going through in life. And to start with, the thing that I was most scared about in those meetings was having to pray out loud. You know, as a new Christian, that was a really big, daunting thing to have to pray out loud. And I'd love the chat, and I'd love the encouragement, and I'd love getting prayed for, but then eventually the room would fall silent, and I would know that now it was my turn to have to pray. And often I felt like my words were never as eloquent or as good as, as the prayers and the words of my friends. But actually, I really look back on that as a season of accelerated growth in the Lord. Because there's something about journeying with friends that can actually help us to grow faster in the Lord than when we're just doing it by ourselves. You know, that was a season in my life where I grew in confidence in prayer, where I had a safe space to ask questions with some of the faith um, kind of questions that I had, you know, wrestling with the new faith. And even um, started experiencing the gift of tongues as a result of that friendship and that discussion and that pushing each other and encouraging each other to press into more of God. You know, what a blessing it is to have friends around us who are encouraging each other to grow in God. And that's something that God gives us. Supernatural friendships, not superficial friendships. I think that's something that God has for us. He's given us the body. He's given us um, the, the ability to do life together and with other people. We want to build the kind of friendships that are rooted in God, encouraging each other to grow in God and prioritizing our spiritual growth and seeing God's call walked out in our lives, championing each other, encouraging each other to, to grow in those areas. You know, I don't think there's any Christian leader in the whole world that can provide that kind of friendship for every member of the church, but God has given us the blessing of one another and of friendship. And so I guess the challenge is that are we intentionally seeking God with each other? You know, are we prioritizing these kind of relationships? Or maybe today we could even invite God to highlight who are some of the people that he's inviting us to get alongside and to be intentionally seeking him and praying together. I wonder as we look at our current friendships, are these friends that are growing us closer to God or are these friendships that are pulling us away from God? And I'm not saying it's wrong to have non-Christian friends, of course not, but the question is what friends are we allowing influence, allowing to influence our lives? What friends are we allowing to speak into our hearts and our minds and our value systems? Are our friends strengthening us in the Lord or are they strengthening us in a wor more worldly 
wie also when we look at friendships do we look at what we can get or do we look at what we can give you know we are called to serve and we can't give to others what isn't already in us you know Jonathan couldn't give to David what wasn't first in him and so our feeling station needs to first of all be in our friendship and our relationship with Christ that's the foundation and that's where we minister from that's where we give out from and I think that's what makes a friendship truly supernatural is built on the foundation of Christ. The next thing we see is a friendship of faith. So we see how Jonathan is filled with faith in God's word over David and his calling. Verse 17, it says, don't be afraid. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel. Jonathan spoke these words out in faith over David. He believes the word of God to be true. He knew his father's intent was to kill David, but he also knew God's word over David. But Jonathan didn't let his own disappointment or his own agenda or ambition get in the way of the word of the Lord, even though it was in contradiction to, um, to his, what he felt might have been his true calling. He recognized God's word and he spoke in faith um, over David when he needed that reminder, when he needed that encouragement. You know, that's something that we can do as well, that we can prophetically encourage one another, that we can, we can come before God and listen to him on behalf of our friends. And, you know, I loved that activity that we did last week, that Rebecca led us in last week, just making some space to, to listen to God, to hear God, to, to write down some words of encouragement. And it was great to just see the reaction of people as they got given that sheet of paper and were able to read that through and just the impact that had and how encouraged many of us felt. And I'd love to invite us, you know, are we praying in faith over our friends? Are we sharing the words that we feel that we have with our friends? You know, there's someone in this church who's really good at doing that, and that's Bob. <laughs> I'm sure that lots of us uh, can give a testimony to receiving a timely text from Bob uh, with the perfect prophetic word or encouragement right in that moment. You know, what a blessing it is to receive those messages. You know, who could we be doing that for? Who could we be listening to God for and sharing a word of encouragement with? Number four is a friendship of sacrifice. Verse 17, Jonathan says to David, you shall be king and I'll be second to you. Jonathan is choosing to put himself in second place. And that's not the natural position that we want to take in the flesh, is it? Often we want to be the one that's number one. We want to be the one that's the best or the most successful. But Jonathan, in his friendship with, with David, and I'd suggest out of also his love for God, chooses to put David first and to make himself less. He honors David and he honors the Lord. He chooses to serve his friend. You know, I actually think there's a real prophetic picture going on here between David and Jonathan, that it actually points us towards Jesus himself. He says that greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And that's in John 15 verse 13. See, true biblical friendship is rooted in sacrifice and preferring the other one over your own needs. You know, the reality is we probably can't be this kind of friend to everyone. But there are people that God is calling us to serve in this way and to give our lives for in this way. To serve, to prefer, to love, to support, to strengthen. 
And this is part of following Jesus' example. It's part of humbling ourselves. You know, Jesus modeled what it was to wash the feet of his friends. And he was modeling and teaching the disciples and us something in the process. And that is how to sacrifice and how to serve one another. True biblical friendship isn't about what we can get out of it, but rather what can we put in in order to bring life to that other person. And you know what? I think friendships fail when it's rooted in us and our needs instead of being rooted in Christ. That's biblical friendship. And finally, number five, we see a friendship of loyalty. Verse 18, the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. You know, this is a powerful promise, a lifelong commitment to one another before God. A promise to friendship, whatever happens, to love, to support, to look after each other and to strengthen each other in the Lord and in his purposes. And I, I was thinking about maybe a more modern day example, and I've put the picture up there, but I think one of the more modern day examples that we can think about is the friendship between Sam and Frodo in Lord of the Rings. You know, J.R. Tolkien was a deeply committed Christian as he wrote the, these um, series of books, and he was drawing on biblical symbolism for so much of the story and the characters of Lord of the Rings. And so I wonder who this friendship in particular was modeled on or what he was trying to say. Perhaps some of you will have looked into it more than I have. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But Sam and Frodo um, have this incredible friendship. And Sam is completely committed to Frodo to help him on his quest to destroy the ring. Sam realizes that the ring is not his to carry, that he can't carry it. But what he can do is to support Frodo. And he promises to never leave his side no matter what happens. And if you've seen the movies or read the books, you'll see that this um, promise has tested in so many ways throughout the story. Frodo even turns on him, but Sam doesn't leave. Frodo tries to leave him behind, but Sam doesn't leave him. Again and again, he's faithful to his promise to stay with Frodo and to support him through the challenging quest that he's on. Sam follows Frodo into what appears to be certain death. And one thing's for sure when we get to the end of the story is that Frodo would not have succeeded if it wasn't for Sam. You know, I passionately believe that there are callings in the kingdom of God for each of us that can only be done in community and in togetherness. That there is a sense that God is calling us to do this thing together, that we need each other. And that we need to be thinking and recognize the people that God is connecting us with to help build his kingdom. In the beginning, there was Adam who lived in the presence of God. He lived in this perfect connection with God. But even then, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. In the Trinity, we also see how there's community modeled through Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And how that, that Trinity represents unity, community, but also diversity, all in a perfect balance. And when we look at Jesus himself as he walked the earth, the perfect human, he did life in community, surrounded by his 12 disciples and even an inner circle of his three closest friends, Peter, James, and John. I wonder who it is that God is calling us to connect with in a deeper way for the sake of his kingdom. Who is God asking us to be more intentional about pursuing friendship and relationship with? 
You know, as we finish, we've already kind of referenced the, the fact that there is this kind of prophetic picture uh, through the relationship of David and Jonathan. And I think it's also a prophetic picture of the future friendship that humanity was going to gain through Jesus. That actually through Jesus, through his death and ultimate sacrifice, that humanity for the first time would have access to friendship with God. You know, at the time this was written, that wasn't a reality. But one day humanity would get to be friends with God. And actually what we know is that Jesus is the perfect friend. And all the characteristics that we've talked about today and all the characteristics that we look to emulate in our own biblical uh, God-based friendships, all of these characteristics are also found in Jesus. Because he offers us a friendship of support, a friendship of strength, a friendship of faith, a friendship of sacrifice, and a friendship of loyalty. He promises that he'll never leave us, that he'll never forsake us. He is the best friend. And he's also the one that every single one of us is invited to start a covenant relationship with. To commit our lives to serving. To laying down our lives in the same way that he laid down his for us. Jesus is for us. He wants the best for us. He wants to see us flourish and grow in the things that God has called us to do. And so supernatural friendships are built when we first of all build our friendship with Jesus. Jesus, who as we've already touched on, said greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. And he goes on to say in that chapter, you are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not understand what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. That's what Jesus says over us this morning, that we are his friends if we do his will. And so we want to build that relationship with Jesus at the center if we want to be truly effective biblical friends. And I think that these are the kind of friends that the world needs more of. Why don't we stand as we pray together? I'm just going to invite Ash and Rebecca to come back. You know, I'd love to just give a wee call this morning and maybe you feel a bit distant in your friendship with Jesus this morning. Maybe you feel like you've never fully committed your life to friendship with Jesus. And I just think there's an invitation to renew that friendship this morning. For some of us, God feels distant. He feels far away. He doesn't feel like a friend. And I feel this morning, Jesus just wants to renew his friendship with some of us. And so if that's you, as we worship, maybe you just want to receive that. Maybe you just want to welcome him to come into your life again. Maybe you just want to recommit your life to him. If you'd like someone to pray with you this morning, then we'll be up the back. And we'd love to do that as well. But secondly... Maybe we just need to be asking God to highlight who are some people in our lives who need a good friend. Who need us to to just draw a bit closer. To be more intentional. To give encouragement. 
and maybe as we worship just now, we could just be asking God to highlight who are those people in our lives. And so, Father, we just welcome you. We welcome you just to come and speak to our hearts this morning. We welcome you to draw closer to us, that we would know your voice in a closer way, in a clearer way. Just draw near to us. Lord, would you fill us with your love this morning? Would you just show us the people that you want that love to to overflow from our lives and to touch their lives? Lord, would you show us who those people are? Just come. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Stirling Vineyard Sunday podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at stirlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Stirling Vineyard Church.